0: My goodness me! Here it is, predictable, well choreographed, perfectly rehearsed.
1: Hello and welcome to another overdue episode of Grassroots, one of the podcasts that chats about rugby, but this time only the women's game. In this episode we talk about what to do when your team falls apart around your ears, giving up booze and talking about yoga. Trust me, it's a lot more entertaining than it sounds. We have a special guest interview with the wonderful women at Shrewsbury Rugby Club, we discuss the latest RFU news, and overall we chat about the state of the rugby universe at the grassroots level.
0: 22 months out with a triple knee operation.
2: She runs in, tries for fun. I'm Geese. I'm Lou. I'm Molly. I'm Joyce. And I'm Jodie.
1: And I'm Matt. This is Grassroots. Do you know what I did today? Go on. I did some yoga. Ooh. I did you? did yoga.
3: How do you feel? Sorry, what? How do I feel? Do you feel zen?
4: Um,
1: well it didn't do me any harm i didn't break anything
4: <laughs> you probably feel in a lot of pain tomorrow you because it's quite hard
1: it was you, quite hard actually
4: if you don't do it regularly you'll feel it in some muscles you didn't realize you had
1: no exactly so i got this guy just sort of with one of those annoying american gentle soft voices that really should be reading stories to children not Doing yoga classes and some like whale song in the background.
4: Which Ooh, shut up.
1: Definitely. T- this is true. Definitely. T- well, as I say, it wasn't whale song. It was like, you know, dreamy music, which is really not my thing. But actually, it was quite hard and I did feel quite good afterwards. So, yeah. I'm trying to find something to do. Basically, working from home is not good in the winter because I just sit at my desk all day and then have to fight with my urge to sit on the sofa and just pile on carbs. Rather than anything active. So I thought Honestly, I'd try that. I think
3: he's fitness class next week. Let's all go Fuck off. for a nice pop trip down.
1: No. Molly, you haven't really sold it to us. She started off by basically saying, you, who are probably one of the fittest people I know. <laughs> yeah,
4: and you've died. A thousand <laughs> times or something.
1: You <laughs> nearly died. It and was- it triggered your competitive urges with Katie, which would definitely apply to me as well.
3: Yeah, no. Like, yeah, no. Katie smashed it. Like she's much fitter than me, but. I felt like my legs helped a little bit, like, you know, on the bike, because it was easier for me because I've got a bit of weight behind me. Obviously, Hyreen's like sparrow legs. She's tiny because she's so fit aerobically. So I was like, oh, this is my time to shine. But the rest of it was six minutes, five rounds of six minutes with 30 seconds rest. Yeah, it's, it's a solid day for yeah, me.
1: No. Yeah. I vote
3: for a pod trip.
1: That's i am have to to the
4: pub instead. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have six wines whilst you do the exercise <laughs> class. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <Well done. laughs> I uh, wine. I'm huh? on dry January for the first yeah, so
1: time. Yes, am I? No. No. That's <laughs> not yeah. for me. I'm be on a day three. Drink three for you both. S- <laughs> s- to be fair, if everyone says, are you going to fill those bad?" I don't feel <laughs> any different, apart from I'm pissed off because I haven't any beer. <laughs> I'm
4: you having a no wine now, in fact. Are you? Yeah. Oh, nice, Lou. I did stoptober once, just one time. And then the next year, I said I said to the kids, right, I think I'm going to do Stoptober. And Will said, oh, God, please don't, Mum. You were so miserable that whole month. I can't go through that again. I'm like, oh, okay, no, I won't do it then. For the children. Yeah. For the children. But when does the Six
1: Nations start? Because I absolutely, 100% cannot do February, isn't it? Abs, you know, abstaining from booze. Yeah, so that's no, fine. Mm. Yeah, that's good. The, the thought of Six Nations starting and being on a self-imposed drink ban is not happening no.
3: well everyone's gonna laugh at me and no one's gonna be able to believe i can do it but i was thinking about dry january right and then i was thinking i wonder if i can do it for a year <laughs> oh, God. and i'm actually determined on the back of one of the people that's been to the grassroots pod who said she's been alcohol free for a year oh i saw wow. that I won't say who it is because I don't know if she'd want everyone on the pod to know like the whole It's like thing. the
1: really boring one that sat in the corner of this can talk to anybody. It <laughs> <No. laughs> no. 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 no.
3: no.
1: no. wasn't anyone that's was really boring. They were all brilliant.
3: Remember that episode we did where we said Alcohol should not be forced on you if you want to take part in rugby. (laughs) You people are the bloody (laughs) (laughs) problem. What? What What do you mean? Are you even a rugby player?
1: On a relatively serious note, I I did actually scare myself with how my alcohol intake had crept up a little bit. Well, I'll say a little bit, a fair bit, a lot, over the last couple of months. And it was quite alarming, actually, looking at it really objectively and thinking, in my head, Pint after work is fine, but it wasn't a pint after work. It was more like being realistic. It's like a couple of pints, a couple of glasses of wine, and then quite often a scotch or something before bed, pretty much every night. And that's like not—that's too much. Yeah, Um, and it was getting to the point where that—that was was like literally every day, borderline alcohol dependency, and probably part of the reason why I'm having to go to the hospital regularly to have my blood pressure checked.
3: Yeah, there's obviously serious health implications, but I actually want to just set myself a challenge. And don't know if anyone knows, but I'm pretty fucking stubborn, so. I will do this 365 days, but then John told me it's a sodding leap year, and I mean, come on!
5: <laughs> <laughs> and you're starting it off with a with a trip to Sheffield, and you can't even have a drink after Sheffield. That's yeah.
3: Well, I'm going to see if we can get a bit of sponsorship here. I'm drinking Trip. Ooh, it's like that fizzy water stuff. CBD uh, infused drink, and do you know what? Bit of ice. Bit of ginger beer on top, banging twenty calories, fifteen milligrams of premium CBD, and it zends me the fuck out. Does it?
1: Yeah, Where'd do you get that from? Yeah, from some guy on the corner of your road <laughs> in a yeah. hoodie with like a an XL bully dog at his heel. Oh
3: my god! No Sainsbury's, and actually, Roman Kemp has been advertising it lately. I'm a but fan. I'm still not sold, Sov. I find it alcohol has. Might give that a go, you know, fatty. I'll bring you a crate.
1: Yeah, bring me some round. Yeah, I love some of that.
3: Me and Batty will get pissed
1: on CBD oil. Yeah, we'll just be completely monged the hell out. Yeah.
3: we <laughs> just be hungry
1: all we'll, the time. We we'll lose control of, our, of all of our muscles. We'll just be sat there in you know, <laughs> such a complete relaxation state. Yeah, we'll I'd piss myself,
3: Batty shit himself. Yeah. Not gonna
1: get <laughs> <hungry>. <laughs> but we're properly chilled out.
3: But
4: it's all right because you're not drinking alcohol. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah.
1: Yeah exactly
4: you're just going from one one thing to a different thing that's
1: usually (laughs) what i do see i go from being addicted to nicotine to addicted to alcohol to addicted to gummy bears or whatever (laughs) fizzy fizzy sweets that's my other absolute nemesis anyway i think it's time to apologize for our lack of content i have to apologize doubly because we did actually make some content that i never got around to editing and release so this will be the second apology after the other apology that's in the other podcast, which will be out before this podcast. So a lot of groveling and apologizing. I think we can pass a little synopsis of why that's happened. From my perspective, I've just been really fucking busy in a, l- a number of different ways, mainly work-related. And there's a lot of work that goes into producing this. And once we got out of the habit of regular recording it got very difficult to catch up. And as a result, we sort of got into a bit of a difficult pattern of not quite being ready to record, trying to force recordings, being busy. I was in London a lot the previous side of Christmas with work. And the long and short of it is we did fuck all. So massive apologies. I'm sure each of you have got your own tale of woe. I know Lou's got a pretty good one. But yeah, so we're starting afresh, 2024. Got some plans to refresh and renew and hit it with some vigor. So I know how desperately sad you all are and not having listened to our dulcet tones for quite a few months now. So many apologies, but I hope you've been getting to the back collection and not listening to other podcasts and that we hope that we can bring just as much joy to you this year as we have done in previous years.
4: Yeah. From my point of view, I have actually really missed podcasting, but life takes over and You've just got to do what's in front of you. Uh, But I'm really, really looking forward to doing some more this year.
3: Been pretty busy rugby-wise, you know, trying to rescue a few teams. Not me personally, but um, we've had several coaches walk out of the uh, girls' section. One today, in fact. um, Maybe edit that bit out. And then, uh, yeah, we had the head coach of the women's team abandon ship. Um, Again, won't go into that. Pretty busy. And then uh, moved house. Need to cram in all my alcohol before, obviously, the start of the new year. And then, yeah, really done some other stuff, which has been really good. So my refereeing qualification and um, did some work with Loose Heads, which was really exciting, which um, we spoke about on the last episode that Matt's not yet edited. So this will make a bit more sense. Um, but, yeah, just trying to been like going through the rugby avenues, but not necessarily through podcasting. But like Lou said, really missed it. And there was a guy, and I don't know if anyone else has seen this, because I've been shit on social media as well. There's a guy that's messaged to ask if the podcast has been discontinued. Oh, no. Yeah, I've not responded, because I didn't know whether we were like, oh, shit, or we were just I would respond with like, here's the next episode, sorry to keep you waiting, mate.
1: Yeah, I think we can go down that route. But yeah, I've had a few messages. Darren, actually, pasty man, messaged me, which is really nice, actually. Uh, he was just genuinely concerned that we hadn't all, you know, died in a horrible car crash or or falling out with each other or something. So Darren, thanks for the message. do appreciate it. And yeah, we're back in the saddle. So yeah, I'll have to get you back on for a chat because I think we've got some commonalities in our rugby stories at the moment, both tales of woe and um, and misery and and challenges. But yeah, all good. How about Um, you, Goose? What's your excuse?
4: Sorry, sorry. Can I just interrupt there a minute? Just going back there a minute, Molly. So what you just said that got a little bit overlooked was that you crammed in all of the boozes in December before you did dry January. So what, what you're saying is that dry January isn't really dry January. It might be recovering from liver failure.
1: Yeah yeah. It's just just a <laughs> prolonged hangover after December.
3: Yeah. yeah, to be fair. I've got so much alcohol left over from Christmas that it's either wait, well, it's not going to go out of date, but John doesn't drink. So you guys are going to have to come round and do, you know, care for a friend and come and drink my alcohol.
5: Deal. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that sounds like a great idea.
5: hey I thought you were doing dry January.
1: 100%. <laughs> Well, it can be in February, can't it? Can it be in January? Can we do in February?
4: No, I'll have drunk it by
1: then. Oh, fuck off. Right. So I think we need to have an intervention with Lou.
4: No! (laughs) I'm quite happy, thank you.
1: Yeah. Lou, as a group, as your friends, we're concerned about you. Oh, fuck
4: off.
1: No, I'm fine. Anyway, here we are. So rugby news from me. My under-15s have now gone from eight kids, three of whom i touched a rugby ball before to a squad of 22. So I'm very excited about that. So we're not quite at the point where we're competitive as a team, it's fair to say, but there are some significant strides forward. So I'm ex- very excited about that. And I'm, I'm going to swallow all of my negativity and general uh, worry about coaching under 15-year-old boys. And I was very grumpy about doing it. I was essentially press-ganged into doing it by my friend Nick, He uh, told me, that I was now the coach for the under 15s. Didn't ask me if I wanted to be the coach. She just told me that was my job. Oh, and I had to grow a team. Oh, I had to go to a load of meetings. So I was a bit grumpy about it. But to be honest, I'm actually really enjoying it. great to see the lads push on and uh, become rugby players. So that's really fun. So that's my rugby news. How about you guys?
4: My very limited rugby news is that um I haven't really done anything rugby. But Grace still plays rugby for the under-twelves. Uh, last year she played up into the under. 12s this year she's in it but all of her mates have gone up to the under 14s which is a bit sad however she's still going but this year mainly for the flirting with the boys team uh, so there we are important work hmm. well she'll have me now
5: lou i've now been roped in by the whirling dervish that is katie Hyrene into coaching the under 12s uh with the under 14s so i shall look forward to seeing grace at training and keep an eye on the whole flirting situation <laughs>
4: She'll be there with a full face of makeup, uh, the smallest shorts known to man, oh and probably no gum shield or appropriate footwear. Just so <laughs> you're aware. It's a bit like you, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know where she gets it from. <laughs> Secretly, <primed>. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So I guess Molly and Goose. You know, th- th- we can start talking about the the topic of this episode, which is how to rebuild a rugby team when it all goes to shit. <laughs> so, probably a little bit strong because it <laughs> it hasn't all gone to shit, as in it still is a team. But I think it's fair to say that the plans and the ambitions that that were the topic of conversation in pre-season in August uh, have perhaps uh, changed and have been refocused slightly around trying to kill each other and not get relegated. But it'd be interesting to hear your take on it. And like for listeners, because I know this is a common scenario actually, where teams hit that rough patch. So I think it'd be good to discuss today like what that looks like, you know, how to prevent it if that's possible, which I don't think it is if I'm honest. And then obviously the next part is what to do about it.
5: So yeah, to just kind of fill everyone in on where we're at. So the start of this season, we as a team lost a few <sighs> more experienced players, the kind of up players who'd been with us for seasons but who were hanging up their boots for various different reasons and we had a lot of new players come in and the plan at the beginning of the season was that we would run two teams I think we talked about it quite a lot because um, we were growing as a squad, we had the capacity to run two teams and it meant that the newer players would get game time in a less pressured environment than a champ two team um, and hopefully everyone would enjoy playing rugby but let's just say that that plan flew out the window fairly rapidly when actually numbers didn't transpire to be what we hoped and thought they were gonna be. You know, we had like fifty players on the books and we were still only getting kind of we were only getting like eighteen to training and availability for match days was difficult as well. And so the Magpies team folded, which was gutting but essential essentially. And the team has just been on a bit of a journey really, that good old phrase. We've been on a losing streak, which isn't fun for anyone involved. And then Christmas, our head coach decided he'd haven't had enough and buggered off, which is obviously great for morale for a team when your head coach can't even stand by you. But we're coming back stronger. I think we had our first training session last night and Mole is stepping in as head coach for now she thinks it's only for a couple of weeks whilst we find a replacement but she knows deep down that she'll still be head coach come the end of the season (laughs) (laughs) but actually last night's session was probably I spoke to Mole about it before we went into the session and it felt lighter if that makes sense the atmosphere and we had 18 was it 18 last night Mole
3: that turned up yeah and two people came back that haven't been back in yeah oh, and
0: it great. just
5: felt it felt like a new beginning and the focus now isn't on winning the win word is banned by head coach Mulpole. Don't <laughs> say sorry it. Don't i say it. It. said it's banned it's banned, the not, the not, losing the not losing word, losing word <laughs> is banned and so we're just focusing on sticking together as a team basically and not Falling apart at the seams because too many people have worked long and hard for there to be a women's team at Creanamwich for us to just fold because we're not doing very well. But I think it's facing reality that we're full of a squad now of players who aren't as experienced as what we had when we got promoted to Champ Two, and focusing on just having fun and playing rugby with your mates because that's what we all do it for, isn't it? We're not professionals; we don't get paid to do this. So that's the plan in a nutshell, essentially. So it all went to shit in a handcart, but we're bringing it back. Is essentially the
1: message interesting and uh, yeah a, a familiar tale um I've, a number of people i've spoken to across the women's game uh, and men's but particularly women's game ha- have a very similar story to tell about what happens when you just have a few people leave that were the backbone of the the squad you know in, with all the will in the world you, you can have a team of enthusiastic and motivated people but there's no substitute for rugby iq for experience for toughness um for positional skill and awareness. I mean, that's taken away overnight through no, through no fault of anybody. It's just that cycle. It leaves a team in a really difficult position, particularly when they're in a league where the standard is, is good. And, and I think it's also an observation I've had from the games that I've watched. The standard seems a lot better than it has been in that league. You know, going back a couple of seasons, I didn't think there was a huge difference between um, National Challenge 2, whatever it was, and, you know, Champ 2, or Champ 1, whatever it is. It didn't seem to be that Much difference within the team within the league that there was usually one outstanding team that would obviously go up and get promoted, or maybe the team that got relegated from the year before are normally pretty handy. But everybody else is sort of much of a much. But it the games that I've watched this year, there's been a marked difference in the skill level of, uh, of some of those squads.
5: I wasn't at the last game that we played, but watch the VO back, and we're not playing bad rugby, we're just not at the level of the teams, like you say, Batty. Like things just seem to have upped to gear in this league and we're not playing bad rugby we're just not as good as the other teams in our league now and that's just the reality of it so it's an interesting season we've got i think we've got 10 games before the end of the season because if you got cancelled end of last season end of last year so it'll be an interesting run in but we're starting with Sheffield away of all the places to have to travel.
1: So Molly, what's your take? Obviously, you've been in the trenches as a player. You've been part of the management team. You've been captain last season and now you've had to step in as coach. You know, you're right in amongst it. What's your take?
3: I think, you know, like if you were handed something that you've always craved, like because I've always wanted to be the head coach of crew. That's always been my dream to be a head coach of crew. When I retired, trying to do it as a player, I've tried to look at the previous player coach that we had and and relate to the struggles that she had and, and what I can do to mitigate those. But the bit for me is, like Goose says, when you get into a mentality of losing, and, and that is a mentality because you're used to it and you become complacent with it and you accept it, the mental game, and that's what I genuinely think is going to change us as a team, if mentally we're thinking about losing all the time and we're accepting losing all the time and we just expect it, and We've not got no mental strength as a squad to move forward and no team mentality. We're never going to change that result, even if we're great rugby players individually. Until you get that team ethos, we're never going to change how we play. So has been a lot of reflecting over the past three weeks when club asked me to do it. And I don't want to take away from anything that um, obviously the previous head coach did, because I think a year and a half he did, did a, a great job taking over from another difficult situation uh, where we'd basically been winning all the games and and then basically we started losing again, didn't we? Like last season wasn't a great season. When you're winning all the time, it's really easy to coach. But I think unfortunately the teams in our league, like Goose said, have got better. The leagues have changed, people have come up, people have come down. But it's just a cycle we've got to go through. And if we don't ride the ride the cycle out will fold so we've just got to focus on staying together as a team and that's what I've said I've banned the winning word because I don't want to hear it like I'm not bothered about winning because if we want to win we've got to earn it and to earn it like you say Matt we've got to get the skills in place so just been focusing on skills getting good people down to coach, different people to coach, people to experience it. And I don't know, it just feels fresh. It feels like a new year. It feels like we've got a new structure. We don't have to do stuff in a certain way. It's just a clean slate. And it was just so nice to see the players smile last night. So yeah. nice, to see people enjoying it because it's a hobby. It's not a job. We don't get paid. Granted, it obviously I don't get paid either, but it's just when the people are enjoying it, you, you feel rewarded by it. And I'm changing how I approach things. And I've spoke to quite a few people like Matt. I know we've had a conversation about it. And just touching base with different people, getting their viewpoints. I've been able to like formulate a plan and, and kind of get the, where we need to be. And that is basically we've got to stick together and end the season. If we go up, we go, uh, go up, bloody hell. We stay up, we stay up. If we go down, we go down, and we just got to ride it. We'll be in the right league for the team at the time, rather than fighting it. We've just got to accept it.
1: Yeah, it's so important. The One thing that's really important to have in all these situations is that perspective that um, a, a game itself is actually only you know eighty minutes or whatever, plus a bit of bugging around before and after, but. You know, the rest of the rugby experience is much broader than that. You know, a couple of training sessions a week, you know, socials, pre-season time together, doing kind of casual touch, all that kind of stuff. All of that's probably more important than the games, actually, uh, because that's where you form relationships. That's where you, you know, learn the game. That's where you make friends. That's where you have those stories that you tell over a pint, you know, all those Years later, you know, the actual 80 minutes on the pitch by the by in lots of ways. You know, I've said exactly the same thing to my under-15s. I mean, the chances of us winning a match this season are uh, not zero, but slightly above zero. And I just said to them, like, I don't expect you to win. I I, you know, if you win, great. It's just a byproduct uh, of playing well, right? You know, every game, you've just got to show a bit of improvement on the previous game. And if you can do that, then you're in the right place. But above all else, the whole experience has got to be fun. They've got to feel like they're getting something out of it you know rather than just be getting hammered the whole time by each other and by the coaches for for not performing and the cycle you tend to go into rather than not the cycle so much the the pattern you go through is you start losing people start getting pissed off there's a few injuries and then the what tends to happen straight away is everyone says well we just got to work harder we you know so there's more demands to be at training there's more messages narky messages going round about people not stepping up then there's there's more focus on the players that Perhaps aren't performing as well as others, and so on. And the whole atmosphere just suddenly becomes quite unpleasant. Um, and there's really no fault of anybody's. Everyone's doing it for the right reasons, right? They still everyone's trying to ultimately win, and you know, do the best they can do. But the overall culture just suddenly starts to change from one of just you know enjoying a sport, and you know, the results are sometimes good, sometimes not so good. To it being like a be all and end all of life type scenario, and it just isn't.
4: Totally agree. Every time we have this chat, I always think, oh, Do you know what? I'll put my boots on again. I'll come to training. Go on,
3: Reed. Go on.
4: But you know, Go on, know I'm, I'm, I'm 35 now. I'm a bit past
3: it. <laughs> 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 You're closer to 50. I was going to say, though, Matt, do you know what the nicest thing about this is? Obviously, you'd love to do your own pre-season as a head coach. You'd love to get your own your specific coaching team on board and get to pick all your, everyone's roles, etc. But actually, it can't get any worse. Yeah, Yeah. you know what i mean like it's not like and i'm not saying that we're doing terrible because actually we play some really good rugby in parts we've got dead good people we've got really good talented players we're just not working together quite enough yet but actually it can't get any worse and if i make a rogue selection decision which like two people have messaged me like you sure you want me to play i don't know if i know what i'm doing it don't matter does it because if we don't work, it's not going to get any worse than, well, it might do if we get dicked 150 at a <laughs> weekend, but it might even more you know what I mean? Like, it, we can be adventurous. We might try someone in position. Like, we might put Goose at, I don't know, centre, and it might be, like, the best thing since sliced bread. You don't know. I could be the next nine. Obviously, I'm not going to make those ridiculous decisions. Go on. <laughs> yeah, but
4: you're a bit like, fuck it. Let's yeah, do why it. Not? Why not? Yeah. What, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. It might go down for 10 minutes, and then you go, oh, uh, maybe
3: we'll all just go back
4: to our normal yeah. positions then.
3: Let's put the backs in the forwards. <laughs> yeah. Then the team mm, yeah. Everyone will think we've gone senile when all the backs are playing in front
4: row. (laughs) Sorry, sir, we've got to go uncontested. Yes, we have nobody
5: qualified to play front row. I do (laughs) apologise.
1: There's something quite fun as well. I I remember playing in a team where it was a mathematical certainty that we were getting relegated about five games before the end of the season. And it was actually, it sounds really daft, but there was no pressure. And actually we started to play the best rugby we played all season. It's crazy to say it. But all of a sudden, it just didn't matter whether we won or lost because the, the the ultimate conclusion of the season was we were getting relegated. So we just threw everything into the games, and I probably had a laugh with it, and actually started to win a couple of matches. When I mean, we still obviously got relegated, and there was no like you know, Phoenix from the ashes story, but it definitely helped knowing that the outcome was a certainty, you know, and it, it did change the way we approached it.
5: And I think that's how it felt last night at training, like I. But relegation isn't necessarily a certainty for us yet, but I do you think because last night that the topic of winning at all costs or that we have to go out, we have to win a game was taken off the table. It just relieves that sort of pressure, doesn't it? And we go back to just playing rugby, and like Mole said, people were there and were smiling. I haven't seen people smiling at rugby in a very long time, and it showed last night everybody got involved, nobody stood out and watched, nobody pretended that they had an injury. Everybody got involved. Everybody had a laugh. Everybody left with a smile on their face. So you know that goes. That's worth it in
3: itself, regardless of what happens on Sunday. Imagine though, imagine if we like, re- we could either record the biggest loss in history, like two hundred mil. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't even know if that's possible. How many? How quickly would you have to score those tries?
4: Well, the ref calls it about a hundred, don't they? Normally, what? feel
3: sorry for us. Or yeah. imagine. Imagine we pull out the bag and we actually get a losing bonus point. Well, never know. Could go either way. Could pull off some like rogue Sonny Bill moves and, you know, just do some ridiculous stuff that'll come off. Who knows? Well,
4: you get this fuck it mentality. Let's have a bit of fun with it, don't you? And then you go, yeah, let's do that crazy pass over three people and see what happens. And do you know what? If it works, you're like, how did that happen? <laughs> you know, when we didn't even try to do anything. Yeah. I just think if you relax into it sometimes, it can be a bit better.
3: So you're on the pitch, read. <laughs> I'll play front
4: row and walk from one rook to another. But, you know, if you're all right with that.
3: Yeah, no problem. For yeah, right crack point.
4: on, Lou. Home games only. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> I've just realised I've been chatting merrily. and I've been on mute for the last <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I know, if I just to do something else at the same time I know, it's, well, not yeah, it's, it's been so long I couldn't work out which button to press to, to record Actually, I need to make you sure You are recording, aren't you? I'm change the interface at my end a little bit I'm not
4: going to lie Oh, for but, the yeah, love of God, imminent, please And there was no time for anything else Probably have a massive wank <laughs>
1: Yeah, it still works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so the messages Look, out there... For, can for I just say, it-
4: death has been imminent recently. <laughs> <laughs> on
1: many yeah. occasions.
4: But, you know, I'm still smiling. Funnily enough. I've been a sellout of batteries and Sane for lately. Your eyesight's like,
1: terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Anyway, the electricity so-
4: bill's gone up as well. You
1: know. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, message the teams out there, though, that are going into the new year in exactly the same scenario. What's step one of fixing it, do you reckon?
4: Make people laugh. Sack the coach. <laughs> Don't do dry January. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Apart from that,
3: pull together.
1: Pull together. Specifically, what does that look like?
3: Find your aces and put them in places. The people that are good at socials, the people that are good at rallying the troops, the people that are good at posting that they've been to the gym, the people that are never at training, reach out to them, go to the pub, have a social, take the pressure off, stick together and like help each other find the love again and and do what you're good at. If you're never going to play, you just want to get pissed, that's fine, but come and do it with everyone else. Put the key people in key places and stick together and support each other.
1: Agreed. I would say, step two, flush out any difficult conversations that need to be had. I think that's mega important. I think sometimes there are these festering sores at the heart of some of these issues that kind of get brushed under the carpet a little bit, but they don't go away. Uh, and I think when there's when you're at that point where it's like, right, line in the sand, we've got to change, we've got that, that new new opportunity to, to regroup and go again. If there are some nasties in the, the mix somewhere, whether it's... Cultural, whether it's you know a, a toxic player or two, or a coach that's not working out or something, you have to deal with it. You have to tackle it head on. And when we had to have a word with with one of our coaches just a couple of weeks ago. And I'm glad that I did. And the reason I did it was because I remember not doing it before, and the impact it had was incredibly negative.
5: No, I agree. Agreed. Totally agree. And I think another step is to inject some fun because. When, you, yes. you, when you're in that sort of situation where everything's going to shit and the team's not winning and people are starting to snipe at each other, like you forget why we're all there. Like We're just there to have fun with our mates, aren't we? With 20-odd other people who, in other walks of life, you wouldn't come across. So put some fun back in it. Have a laugh.
1: Definitely. I'd say step four, own your shit. Do it in a fun way. Like If you're watching a VO recording, rather than singling somebody out for missing a a series of tackles or something which only serves one purpose and that's to make them feel dreadful about life like find the funny stuff the silly things that happen on the pitch you know celebrate the crapness you know because there is so much rubbish that we see in amateur sports you know it doesn't matter whether it's golf or cricket or rugby or tennis whatever there's a lot of rubbish and I think owning that and actually enjoying that is something sometimes really fun. We do it with the under 15 sometimes and it's, you know, it makes them laugh, keeps it light, reinforces the the fact that you're at a particular level and there's no shame in that. It's actually quite fun sometimes.
3: Yeah, I agree. It's got to be fun or what's the point?
1: Definitely. I think step five, Lou, you've alluded to already. Dig up old players.
4: No oh, fuck's sake. Dig him
1: up. Get him out of the bars. <laughs> well,
4: I'll tell you what. I'll go and pick Fuchsia up and me and Fuchsia will come to training one night. She's been
3: back. She, I bullied her a bit. She came back. She was down on the team sheet and then we couldn't play. It got cancelled. Oh, man. God's sake.
1: I think that's really vital, though. All these players, like... We joke about Lee playing. Obviously, you know, it's incredibly challenging after NEOP plus, you know, running a business and so on to go and do that. Plus, yeah. you're you know, hitting 36 in a couple of weeks. I <laughs> know.
4: <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, months. <laughs> the age factor.
1: Yeah. But but on a series, there'll lo- be loads of players out there, right, that have been out of the game for a bit, maybe have kids or whatever, that are sitting they really want to go back and play, but they feel really self-conscious about doing it. They like, feel really uneasy and feel like they're not fit enough or they won't be welcomed back or the game's moved on and they won't be able to pick it up. They can be real gold mines, you know, of, of um, playing resources, but they do need an arm around them. No exaggeration. It took me two, see, two, three years, I reckon, of prevarication and putting it off to go back to playing cricket. And The primary reason was I didn't want to turn up and be shit. You know, having played all my life to a high standard, to go back and be shit and to be laughed at and to not, have a, not, not get picked for a team was a massive deal in my head and actually... The opposite was true. I went back in, was Welcome, was you know, I was welcome with open arms. Yeah, I was a bit shit to start with, but it didn't take me long to pick it back up again, you know.
4: Yeah, no, I agree. Once you've stopped playing for a few years, for whatever reason, maybe an injury, maybe an operation, maybe life, maybe kids, whatever, it's very difficult to pick that back up again, just like that. Sometimes, and I'm not using myself as an example because I can't say that I'm definitely going to do this, but it takes one of the old school players to maybe step back in and go, oh, look, I just played for the team again. Why don't you come and join in? You know, just come for a couple of games. It maybe takes one person just to do that. Rugby is such a physical game and it takes so much out of you, not just physically, but mentally and sort of in your whole life, you know, of a week, of a month, you know, and the re- recovery and everything that you think, oh, God, no, I could just go for a for a roast on a Sunday instead rather than get the shit kicked out of me for 20 minutes. It doesn't need to be
1: old school. It's just people you haven't seen for a while, you know? Go around their house, you know, buy them a cup of tea or something and, and just figure out why they've not been back. And sometimes it's very good reasons. They work in shifts. They can't make training. You know, they've, they're they doing something else, playing a different sport or whatever. That's fine. But you're more, than, more often than not, you'll find people that aren't playing purely because they just feel self-conscious about doing it and a bit of an arm around them. And also no expectation of much contribution you know come and play 20 minutes come and sub on the home games for a couple of games or something all it takes is for creating a culture where that's acceptable and looking after people when they go through that process like the next season they could be starting for the first team you know that's what happened to me with cricket the first couple of games I was I was called up when they were short for the seconds people weren't really sure what to do with me and then you know within a couple of games I was playing first team you know and that was all down to confidence.
4: I was gonna say binge, use, but I anyway. Mean, no.
1: Binge. Use, yeah. Mm. Nothing wrong with being binge. Use.
4: No. You know, not at all, actually.
1: Accepting that you're now binge use is a, mm. an important part of sport.
4: You can have more
5: fun being binge because nobody's got any expectations of you. Oh, you have a lot more fun there.
1: Yeah, you yeah. do, you yeah. can sit on the sideline and snipe bitch and bit of your moan and laugh at people, then you you can go can and sit, do you twenty minutes. Sit on the sideline
5: and have a sig. Yeah. <laughs> have, a, no have, one a, cares. have a Crafty pint and no one <laughs> no one gives a shit.
1: <laughs> exactly so we've got Chloe hello and Mel hi and
2: Lou and Molly <laughs> Stop it.
1: Molly is otherwise engaged having a wank
2: Sorry.
1: hello Matt um, we're here at Shrewsbury Rugby Club exciting day for them today they've just received their brand new kits, courtesy of the Grassroots Podcast and Hellroh So what what does it feel like to have your own kick, guys?
6: I think it's really nice isn't it? I think yeah. um, it, it's definitely brought the girls together um, and it's, it's given us like a really sense of like we're in this now when we're a team It's given us a
0: boost it? It has
6: given us a major boost yeah I think a lot of us are new to the sport um, and coming in it was all a bit like what are we doing what's happening um, and I think having the, the kit has been like right this is it now like we're a team let's get going with it and let's let's do it it's nice. Yeah. They're professional now. Yeah they do way. yeah.
1: Tell me about your journey where are you at on your rugby journey then?
6: Um, so for me um, I've been playing since I was at uni um, and I just found Shrewsbury as a, a team that was available to women because there aren't actually that many available in Shropshire um, so I just thought I'd, I'd give it another go after COVID and um, so I, I joined here and um, it's nice that a lot of people are new um, so it's it's making me feel a lot more comfortable coming into it, a team that's just really really like appreciative of just women being here um, I don't know about Mel in the- um, so I've never played before Um, but my son plays for Shrewsbury in the under 10s
0: and he's been playing rugby since he was four and my other half plays in the seconds for Shrewsbury as well and he coaches the children so we're always here and you get to see it and feel that, that rugby family vibe so, those so, yeah.
4: are a logistical nightmare for you right now, then. The whole week is a logistical nightmare, <laughs> I'll be honest. You see, that's how most women's teams get their yeah. players because their kids play, yeah. their other halves play. I mean, we don't have lot a choice. We yeah. 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 Um, don't
0: anyway. You might
2: as well get involved, you're going to be wasting your time. Well, this is, is. this is it. This
0: is why I started because like, I wanted to do something for me, I wanted to get fitter, I also wanted to like enhance my social group as well. Um, and not just feel like a mum, which is why a lot of us joined, you know, just to have some identity again.
1: So the question is though, Mel, have you done that thing that your husband has almost certainly done, where he's gone out for a game of rugby, I don't know, 10 in the morning, and come back at 3 a.m. the next day?
4: No, it's not happened yet. yet. I say yet.
1: There's there's plenty of time. (laughs) (laughs) That is
4: the Sunday thing, though, isn't it? Because we all have a lot of stuff to do on a Monday. We do keep
0: nominating the pints
4: at the (laughs) end of the game.
0: They do tend to do the rounds because a lot of us drive and a lot of us got commitments. But we um, we do make sure we do get a drink in, don't we? Yeah, it's good. It's good to get the social in as well as the game. Straight on pints yet? Wow. Straight arm what, sorry? Straight, straight arm, arm pints. Ooh, never heard of I haven't heard of this. <gasps> oh, wow. I, oh, wow. I think, wow. I think we yeah.
1: should... De- sh- I think Jodie can demonstrate <laughs> live on the pod so, a I'm straight arm pint. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be thirsty for a straight arm pint.
2: <laughs> also don't need a shower. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or the, the the evil variant, <laughs> which is a straight arm bag of flour.
4: Yes,
2: a straight like arm birthday cake. Oh, my God, that was mix <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Yeah. Milk. Yeah.
1: oh yeah basically there
2: you go the next social birthday social straight arm birthday cake. well
6: I'm so glad because it was my birthday uh, last weekend and yeah I'm glad that wasn't introduced the thing with birthdays
2: though is they happen every year that's true
6: (laughs) you might not see me next year (laughs) you did do pub golf with the coach though yeah well I did dabble in a bit of pub golf with him and uh, yeah we sunk a, a couple together which was nice so yeah very nice
1: so how's the season going so far
6: It's going fantastically, actually. Um, Considering we just played our third game as a team together, um, it was a couple of the women's first ever game of rugby um, in the entire world, um, and we came out winning, um, which was a massive buzz, I think, for everyone. Um, The first couple of games we played, um, we played some really big teams. Um, First game was they've got almost two years ahead of us really haven't they in yeah. terms of how much they train and what they like what they do in terms of their training um, and we were up there with them weren't we? and i think it was an amazing game and ever since then we've just been doing really well and we're all so proud of each other for just getting stuck in there um, and it's gone from all of us running around like headless chickens not having to at all an idea of what's going on to actually people understanding what's going on and actually helping other people in the game which i think is fantastic so in terms of like development of players and just overall team we're
2: doing amazingly
1: jody's still waiting for the day we don't feel like headless chicken aren't you
2: me or the team is total i I don't know what the hell i'm doing honestly (laughs) from day to day game to game i'm also, the head knocks don't help. Yeah, so no. I forget what I've done wrong and learn yeah. from it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this
6: is why it's good that we're going to be uh, watching some of our, our game back from uh, Sunday tonight, which will be really good.
1: So most of the team will be spending it watching it, thinking, "I really hate those shorts and my head is crap." <laughs> They're not going to be watching the actual technical part of the game, are they? Let's be honest.
6: I'm not so sure I don't know I think a lot of us are actually really intrigued yeah yeah we we are yeah we do criticize
0: ourselves quite a bit on our skills and what we should and shouldn't be doing um but we're all quite the thing about our club I found compared to some of the other clubs is we're really good at making sure we don't self-criticize too much and we keep that really good ethos
2: going yeah which has helped Please, that
6: one bad picture of you on social media yeah. <laughs> we've had a few of them already we've had, yeah. t- we've had some nice ones even at training we've got a token one at the minute of uh, one of our backs giving Emma a line, line out a go Yeah, Emma's yeah. giving a line out a that bit of a, a go bracket. and she's a, it's a fantastic picture so uh, that's doing the rounds at the minute in every available space we can possibly put it so you're
1: three games in you're currently being quite self-critical about your games mm-hmm. i give it what six, nine, how many games am I going to say eight games before you have the players meeting
4: oh yeah you'll have a players meeting and it won't end well our
1: team are having a players meeting tonight that's why Jodie's here she was asked not to attend the players meeting is where you sit down and nearly always it starts with the captain saying "Well, we're doing really well but (laughs) what's usually the but
4: Uh, availability Attitude. Attitude. attitude big one
1: Bitching and moaning on the pitch.
6: Wow. Mm -hmm. See, I am Turning out training. I've not seen a single spot of any of that. In our yeah. team, we are st- honestly. I think it's sickening how positive we are. Um Our the co-captain yeah, alongside it is me, yeah, yeah it is. She, co-captain Jord is like the most fantastic person to have on your team. She is like the most positive human being I think I've ever met, and so supportive. She and like did she gave herself dick of the day though. She did give her herself dick of the day. Yeah, absolutely. But it was it was it the was kind of warranted. In.
2: Yeah. With you saying that, then are there any vacancies for a second <laughs> row? Suns sort of moonlights oh. at the back.
1: With, with concussion problems.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, well, haven't we all? Um maybe,
6: maybe. We could always do with some replacement second rows first rows. Uh, currently we've got no replacement first
4: rows. We know someone we...
1: actually. We can't name her, we'll call her kaylee Hoop.
4: Avoid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Long story. <laughs> avoid. Avoid.
4: <laughs> avoid, avoid. <Okay>, jokey. <laughs> anyway,
1: yeah. Pass. So it all sounds a bit of a love in its shoes at the minute. I feel like she come back at the end of the season to see how it's what's what really happening.
2: Found it on Twitch when it started. Was that the I same that, then? Yeah. Was it all lovey dovey? Did it? No. Change? No. No. Did no. Not. Okay. no.
4: Not really. No.
2: Okay, so
6: you got hit lucky then, really? You got Absolutely, lucky, yeah. 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 Do you think we'll be anywhere near like this in six months? Yeah, I think that if you set the bar, you know, that
0: you're going to come back, then obviously we're going to be more motivated to make sure that we are. But yeah. no, generally, like we're we're all working really hard to make this into something that is different to other clubs and that's why you want to come because we're not going to like rappemande you for doing something wrong because you don't know the game. It's about learning this this all together and and supporting each other even in the areas that you're weak but you all come together and that makes a really really good team so one person's skills and another person's skills helps all together if that makes any sense.
4: I think from a rugby point of view, that's a really great starting point, especially for a brand new team. Um, But I think as the season goes on, you'll find that you have got every team (laughs) has got one. So when we were talking about this on the way here, that um, we had some examples for you, and we just wondered if you maybe had some people pinpointed already. So we thought of the availability ghost.
1: Availability ghost. Have you got an availability ghost yet? So when the availability requests go out, there's always one that doesn't come back. Doesn't quite just, oh I sorry I hit the wrong button on spawn, I thought I'd replied. Or,
0: no. or that
1: I should be okay, I'll come back to you next week. We
0: have had that and to be fair they've got sort of dwindled out. We dwindled yeah, out yeah, yeah. Yeah. they just don't turn up anymore, so yeah,
6: that's fine. Because they got filtered. We yeah. should have a we
1: should have a national register of availability ghost so we yeah. share with all teams, yeah. shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah like
2: you a you veto list. You've got it no, I'm always there. I'm always there.
1: Sinners, death. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Nice. yeah. There is a famous one.
2: Oh, go on. You we, we we find that a lot of
0: us that have got injuries or just generally just not feeling up to run in for like an hour and a half will still turn up mm-hmm. just to support and and watch on the sidelines and take the pictures for our social. But like you say, we do we do get a few that. Joined the club, but have, we've
4: never actually seen them, so they've got filtered <laughs> out. Yeah. So, talking of injuries, and I know it's <laughs> early on. No. 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 This is a juicy question. <laughs> I know it's early on, but um, have you already got a gingerbread, or always a little bit broken, always a little bit injured? Yeah, yeah, we, are. yeah we are.
0: Yeah. Is it you, yeah. Mel? Straight up front,
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well Mel Mel's up
6: for debate to be honest.
2: Well well,
6: I don't know. I think you and you and you and Karis are both up there, I think. Karis in training, you in games. Okay. I think. Yeah. Karis loves a loves a shoulder injury in training. She's like, Oh, is my shoulder, my shoulder. It's like, okay, Karis. and then I think Mel gives it a welly in uh, in the games and I think yeah.
0: I don't know, I end up worse off in training. I mean I've had black eyes, concussion, <laughs> everything in training. But
1: Have you got somebody that avoids the warm-up by getting strapped up?
6: Oh, Not yet. Not yet, no. We're not very strapped yet. We've not got to that point, have we? Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't had enough injuries. No.
2: You will actually bank up the club with the amount of tape that you have to purchase. I swear to God. We've had to fund it ourselves now. We've used that much. Oh, no. We have to fund it ourselves anyway. Oh, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) There's a new one we thought of today in the car. It's called the deck chair. So they look safe and great from a distance. Great at training, perfect, on point. When it comes to a the game, oh, they falter. No, it's like a deck chair. No. They collapse under pressure.
0: Oh. oh, I don't know. That might be me as well, to be fair. My <laughs> <laughs> gingerbread deck chair. New oh. <laughs> <laughs> <The> nickname. <Nuna> <laughs> That's a whole new category yeah. for the podcast. Like. The gingerbread deck chair. I I, don't know. Like one. I think it's just because I, I get really anxious once I get on the pitch. It's a completely different ball game mm. from training. Mm. And... St- also watching it on the sidelines once you get in there you can't hear what people are shouting at you and you just think where am I meant to be going? What am I meant to be doing?
6: Yeah. but I think everyone feels like that. Yeah, um, mm. I think Mel's just unfortunate that we see it sometimes. <laughs> but I do, I do I think, panic. yeah, she's she's a little bit of a panicker. But like we we all work together to help everyone in the team, and I think that's really really special about Shrewsbury. It's another deck chair, really, to be honest. Mm. No, I can't myself elected. Well. Yeah, you were very quick to self elect I, self-elect on that I one. did think I fit the bill though. Yeah, well.
1: Another thing we do in our pod as well, we have. Shit, my coach says. <laughs> so that's what coaches say that they think is profound, and in the moment, n- either inspires or gives you that piece of technical instruction that's going to change the game. For example, on feet or the
2: beat of the bang.
1: The beat of the bang. Remember
2: this feeling after a win. Yeah.
1: Bottle this feeling. That's that kind the... of stuff. Um, Empty the bank. Empty the
4: bank.
2: Empty the tank. Oh, empty the tank. Make deposits in the bank, then empty the Um, tank. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got it wrong.
4: I
1: wasn't listening. Yeah. yeah. So basically, anything that's like, they shout from the sidelines, and in their head, it's like, that's going to work. On the pitch, you're just like, you can't even fucking yourself think, let alone. (laughs)
6: Yeah. I don't know. I've not. I've not heard of anything. I, I mean, heard one. we were in well, the game last well, week. Yeah, I know. Now I'm going to be, yeah, know, going to be here, on and on I'm going to say. I'm going to say to Fudge now. Look, you need to think of something because we've got to come back to these guys in a, in a few months and actually come back with something. But he did. He did get a bit riled up in our uh, training session before the game at the weekend, and he just started swearing at us. Yeah, and I actually genuinely, so it, just, it just it that did the trick. I think. So let's so see we could just, play
1: cliche bingo. Did he say this is not how we play? This is not how we train.
6: No,
4: because no, we're no, all fantastic. No. What's that one we always get? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> that <make> See, <laughs> so that's I'm my thing. Spot. I can't think of it. No, I so
1: actually swear it. Just, just cast your mind back, Mel. You're there at half halftime. You're, you're losing. Fudge comes over to give you that.
0: He did run over it five ways with water bottles and he did say, I've seen you fucking tackle better than this. I've seen you on the tackle bags. There we are. There There it is. There it is.
1: (laughs) Every coach says that. Yeah. And it doesn't make you tackle any better. No, it didn't. In
0: fair, I just felt like a naughty school kid and I just shunned off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, guys, it's been absolutely fantastic to come down and see you today. Thank you so much. Um, We really hope the kit helps your team form an identity and go into the next season you know feeling good, good walking out on the pitch yeah we um,
6: definitely do
1: definitely and you know best of luck
6: thank, thank you and we look yes. forward to
1: we're going to come back in nine months and you're going to have had by then a coaches meeting about <laughs> <not> turning <laughs> up and training yeah attendance we'll have you're more gossip have, by then oh, have so gossip. much more gossip hopefully yeah. for straight arm pints there's going to be some straight on pints straight on pints straight arm definitely yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, definitely. Got, You've got wound up with proper your coat. We've got
0: social on the 21st as I oh, have oh, so. yes. it Birthday one time. No. No. Can, could
4: it be someone's birthday? It could. We can make it. Yeah. Yeah. We could yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: We well, can it make 35 it.
1: 35 every 6 months? <laughs>
4: every couple of years. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> 35.
1: That's <laughs> fat. <Perfect. laughs> but look, lovely to meet you. Yeah. Thank Congratulations you. Congratulations on the win. Thank of, you. Of the weekend. Enjoy the new kit. And yeah, yeah
6: we'll see
1: you soon. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Grill. So you'd be interested in seeing how quickly Molly breaks those being player coach. I'd like to think you've got plenty of resilience, Molly, to cope with this, but... What
3: do you mean? You know,
1: basically, everybody I've ever known that is a player coach ends up in, a, in some kind of mess well, <laughs> within it's like a few it. months. Just, it's just the hardest thing in the world to kind of balance both.
4: No, it ends up in a mid-season meltdown. But lucky for <laughs> you, yeah. we're past that point. So, yeah, probably all that. good.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm rising to the challenge, but I'm only, what, two weeks in? So, oh, God. <laughs> 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 going sober and doing the, the head coach player well, is going to be good. Or do you reckon you're going to find me rocking in the end of season? We'll be scraping
5: you off the floor to like get you into the into the event. Like, come on, Mole, you can do
4: it. Yeah, been, so <laughs> end of season. Jesus You've been so this- licking, licking vagrant's windows in <laughs> two weeks. Like, I'm going to bank on it.
1: <laughs> so th- this time next year, you were talking about how you're, you're rather than dry January, you're going to try and be trying to kick heroin. <laughs> 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 it's like it's been a tough year. Yeah, the meth's I'm Not, not for me. Way, <laughs> <but> <laughs> my <laughs> veins are fucked. <laughs> this C- <Meth's>, is <laughs> not for me. The CBD should <laughs> take a different turn. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> to keep, That gateway drug.
1: <laughs> this is Molly's grassroots salute.
3: Grassroots Salute is to the RFU because they've just launched the group mentoring programme. So it's basically a programme which is going to look at people that have gone through or going through the IRCA or the ERA, so the coaching course or the refing course, and they're basically going to have an England rugby mentor programme. And they're going to support the coaches, get them to do programmes and workshops, et cetera, to guide them through. Because it can be really scary when you first start as a coach or a referee. You're like, do your qualification. You're like, now what? So they open it up. There's lots of sessions at your local rugby clubs throughout the whole of January. There's a big PDF, loads of bumps on the women's network. And it has been sent out, I think, Goose on email, hasn't it, to everyone that's done the what that went to that um day that we all went to at leicester tigers oh there's
5: been something in there that's come around I have, I have to be honest i didn't look at it properly so i will take another look that sounds interesting because it you're right Mo. you do kind of finish your coaching qualification if it wasn't for the fact that i knew that i could help a crew in some form or another like i don't know what i would have done it and then just gone hmm okay that's it good Back that sounds good well done
1: RfH. you nice to hear something positive coming out of our view because there's a lot of negative comes out as well isn't it in the main they're a pretty good organization i think certainly they're facing some significant challenges at the minute there's loads of talk at the moment of other clubs being in financial difficulties in the premiership which is really bad news
5: don't even get me started Um, don't even get me started oh i had a um, massive rant i mean
1: i'll be honest i don't really understand it that well but what i will say is i i can't really bitch and moan about the premiership state because I haven't actually been to a premiership game for a really long time so bleating about the organisation I think a lot of it's yeah okay it's a financial thing but I think supporters need to get off their butts and go watch yeah. rugby I think that makes a massive difference if supporters that are in local areas go and buy a ticket go to a game buy a shirt whatever it massively helps and I think a lot of people sit. In their armchairs, round a pub table, bleating about the state of the Premiership when they haven't been to a game in months or years, in some cases. Yeah. So that's certainly going to be something I'm going to try and do this year: is go to more games.
4: And that's a quite quite interesting point, actually. It's not just rugby that people aren't going to watch; it's just people aren't going out in general. Yeah, at the moment. What's it like for you at the moment? For anything? Lou? Is it quiet? That wasn't meant no, to be like, just to you say know, no one's going out to eat and stuff. But what I'm saying is, from my experience, no one's going out to eat or drink. I can't imagine anyone's going out to even watch rugby because that still costs money and no one's got it. Yeah. It's so, yeah. uh, understandable. I'm not surprised that teams who rely on people to come and pay money to buy tickets, to come and watch and play, aren't getting it because no one is in, in any sort of industry that's relying on people to go out. Let's hope that 2024 is going to show some improvement.
1: Definitely. I think mean, that's a really good point, actually. I think part of the problem is these days is people just don't go out for a pint anymore. They either go out for a sesh or they don't go out at all. Mm. But I think just popping into your local pub or restaurant or whatever and having a bite to eat for lunch or a Coke or whatever is, is massively important to the, to the retailers. And I think, you know, looking at it from a rugby perspective... Yeah, going to the odd game. You may only go to one game that season, but if everybody that calls themselves a South Sharks fan goes and does that, then it'll bolster their coffers and we'll keep the game fresh and healthy. And it's not, you know, whilst it does cost you money, I think there's no better way really to support your club than to to actually support it. You know, to physically get there and go and watch it or, or, you know, buy something. Yeah, okay, it costs money, but it's not that much really in the grand scheme of things.
4: Let's hope it improves, especially for rugby. Because no one wants to see their local team struggle. Why would
1: you? Exactly. Good. Anyway, good (laughs) to chat.
4: Can we block him?
1: (laughs) Whilst you've been on air. So we were chatting away and whilst we did it, I was like, I'm going to put something on social to say, sorry, we haven't put an an episode out. Uh, And I just did a little screen grab of the recording bars that, that we see when we record the episode. And straight on it, our good friend, George Rose. George, if you're listening, put it away. Nobody wants to see it. Stop
4: being gross. <laughs>
1: the shower episode.
4: That's the opposite of the point he's trying to make.
1: <laughs> the shower episode was a joke that was probably going to happen at one point. But now nobody's going to do the shower episode knowing that you're listening for all the wrong reasons, George. But so, that
3: may be available on OnlyFans.
1: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, go
3: watch Pornhub. Like, yeah. I'm sure there's so many episodes of people showering together.
1: Yeah. Definitely. So
3: if we put it on OnlyFans, we get some
4: revenue from it. Come on, dickhead. No,
1: exactly. <laughs> so what what I might do for one episode is just put a sound effect of a shower over our, us chatting, and we could pretend it's a shower episode. And if that gets you off, George, good for you. <laughs> Maybe seek help.
3: Ooh. <laughs> let's do one. Let's do one in the shower, but let's be fully clothed.
1: I don't want to get do it fully I don't clothed know. shower. I don't want to
3: feed this man's wet clothes. Ugh
5: disgusting creature
4: we could just yeah. do it as a do we could do like a yeah, five we could do episode. we get fully clothed put the showers on podcast record
1: yeah that's a good one that's a good idea we should get like those um skin colored body suits
4: oh looks no like they, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah how's that gonna go right
1: like? so... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
4: all shades of wrong
1: so <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Like some laughs> this conversation taking a very dark turn. So, oh, no. I say what, George? Just for you, we'll come up with a plan. We'll but, think
4: about it.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm not sure what your fantasy is, George. But if it's making <laughs> people talking in the shower and then it leads on to something else, that's not going to happen. Okay, <laughs> I'm not even sure what joke was in the first place now, well, but. It-
5: I don't know. We'll just put you in the shower, Batty, and see if that gets him his fit.
1: Yeah, he's put me in the shower, and I'll just talk to myself for 20 minutes <laughs> and then put that out as an episode and call it the shower episode <laughs> and listen to it.
4: Matt, oh, having a shower. Oh, look. Oh, listen. He's washing his hair. Oh, now he's washing his, not body. his hair. That's
1: his hair. Well, it's not going to wash itself. Oh, my God. <laughs> that
4: went
0: south. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: see this is the pod content everyone wants to hear <laughs>
1: yeah oh is. but the images but yeah.
3: he's a bot he's huh? a bot he's not even real like he he's, he's, he's got not some, no he's got like bloody i don't know which one of the um lennons it is but he's got like random celebrities is his thing
4: oh we could definitely really? slag him off now then if he's a bot George, you fuck. You sick fuck, George.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then in November, he's got a picture of a girl in a purple towel cuddling dogs, which is quite disturbing.
1: That's an album cover. These are album covers.
3: What, album cover of what?
1: Some, some album, I don't know.
3: Well, it's not any album I've listened to. No. And then we've got Bono's on there. Born Bono. Some weird guy. Oh, God, I don't know.
1: Some wrestler, with some wrestler
3: hair. Yeah. This has gone rogue. Oh, can we yeah. just talk about the sixteen-year-old who played darts? Because I think that's epic. Yeah, go on. I know it's off piece. But I've
4: hardly not- watched any of it. I've not watched any of this, and yet everyone's absolutely raving about it. It looks Super like he's impressive. Sixteen-year-old.
1: He does look yeah. a bit older than sixteen, doesn't he?
4: It's like the
3: opposite what? of me. I'm
1: not sure he do very well in the bleep test, if I'm honest, as well.
3: Oh, Matt, that's really mean. I don't think any of us. Common.
1: To be fair, he just it's won like two hundred and fifty grand playing darts at sixteen. That's impressive.
3: Yeah, and it's not a lot of cardio, is it? Flicking your hand and going back. I reckon you probably burn mm. more calories having a wank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna
4: lie. If death was imminent and there was no time for anything else.
3: Probably have a massive <laughs> line. True though, they did even get sweat on. It's probably just the light. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
5: They've gone, Mo. <Mal>. They've gone. <laughs> You've lost, <them.
3: laughs>
1: we lost yeah. him. Yeah, at sixteen, there's no way I at sixteen could stand up in front of mm-hmm. that many people and do something that requires such precision. It's just that's it's epic, isn't it? That he's, that he's been able to do that. Fair play.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was the point Mo was trying to make before you said right. it, yourself. <laughs> <With us. laughs>
1: Anyway, on that unsavory note, please. Sorry. We'll say goodbye. So thanks for listening. We promise to be better this year. Thanks for bearing with us.
4: I promise to be worse.
1: That takes us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening and we hope that you enjoyed it. If you would like your team featured or have a rugby story you want to share with us, please get in touch with us at grassrootswomen at hotmail.com or on Facebook or on our Instagram page. We'd love to hear any feedback and any stories from any of our listeners. Please like and share the show on iTunes, Spotify and Prime Music and we'll catch you next time.
3: There's an inevitable conclusion
1: and it is a brilliant finish. This is Grassroots, women's rugby from the Roots Up.